Hey, Nick, you like playing video games, right? Love them. Too bad. This week we're playing Dragon Slayer on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger alongside Heather Ann Campbell. Hi, Heather. Hi, I'm Heather Ann Campbell alongside Nick Weiger. <laughs> and of course, our producer, Matt Apodaca, is with us. Hi, Matt. Hi, I'm Matt Apodaca, and oh boy, on both my sides, Nick Weiger and Heather Campbell. We're all adjacent to each other. That is the configuration of the table here. That's right. Matt, you're kind of the head of the table. Look at you. Hmm, I'm the daddy. Yeah, we'll, we'll call you daddy from now on. Um, <laughs> So our game this week is Dragon's Lair. It's a comedic fantasy arcade game first released in the U.S. in 1983 by Cinematronics. It was a collaboration between designer Rick Dyer and animator Don Bluth, who you may know from directing An, An American Tale, Land Before Time, some Secret other, of Nim, Secret of Nim, some other well-known animated films that were not Disney films. Uh, used state-of-the-art Laserdisc technology to display hand-drawn cartoon graphics with limited interactivity. And since they're kind of a package deal and they're all pretty much the same game with it just reskinned, uh, we're also going to talk about its sequel, Dragon's Lair. Two a little bit and a sci-fi game by the same developers, uh, Space Ace. And to help us talk through all this nonsense, our guests hail from the improvised comedy fantasy podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern, Arnie Neekamp, Adol Rafai, and Matt Young. Hi guys! Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get weird. We're excited. Were you guys familiar with this game prior to us asking you to come on the show? I had seen it like being in uh, arcades as a right. kid or something. If I was on my way to play Killer Instinct or something, right. I would pass some idiot playing it. But I, so I knew it as like I was like, oh, it's always at a cutscene. It was my thought. Yes, I was mm. like, well, I don't know what the game is because it's always at a cutscene. And then this is my first time actually playing it. You, and you didn't realize it was gameplay. Yeah, right. yeah. I, exactly. It. I remember it coming out and being like, wow, that's incredible. It looks so beautiful. And like, it's a cartoon come to life and I get to play it. And then right. I pumped quarters into it at Showbiz Pizza and never got past the first screen. As yeah. a kid, I am very familiar with playing it for one or two minutes at a time, if that. Like, just, it was so, like, it just, it was like a beacon drawing right. you to it. And then you immediately died. And I, I think I have a little bit of PTSD, uh, <laughs> some old PTSD, and right. now some just newly formed PTSD. <laughs> playing it again. Well, the the way that you interact with the game is so obtuse. Like you are interacting with a pre-animated sequence and something on the screen flashes in the arcade version. Something yes. on the screen flashes and that's a hint whether to move in any direction or to swing, swing your sword. It's fucking ridiculous. It really is, yeah. It has the interactivity of a DVD menu. Yeah, I mean, what, what <laughs> Dragon Slayer is is effectively Bandersnatch Zero. Like, it's the pre the prequel to all of these modern right. choose-your-own-adventure nightmare narratives. I consider it like a cartoon version of Bop It, where it's just like, you can't, you, you can't even... Can I ask in that whoever played the original arcade version... Was that like on the screen there's a directional? Because I played it on the Switch. Yes. And no. you can't even, it's like everything is, you have to open up your per peripheral. And it's like, I kind of caught the cartoon, but I'm watching this one little area, this yeah. one one inch by one inch area to see what I have to do. Because otherwise I'm fucked. No. There's a UI in the center of the screen that's got that's got the four directions and a and a sword button. But yes, in the arcade, like. Uh, the, it's just like your sword flashes for a second right, and yeah. then you have to press the sword button. It was a uh, joystick and one button. And so you'd see like a, a platform on off to the left, and that would mean go left. Yeah, yeah. That, that platform would flash. That yeah. little yellow flash would be on that in the environment, uh, or, or or a door or something. Or yeah, like like if, if you had to attack something, that would be your sword. Your sword flashing. Um, uh, let, let's take a step back before we get into that, because because you guys mentioned uh, arcade games a little bit. Were you ever arcade gamers? Were you guys who were spending a lot of time there? And what did you play? I would go with friends. I hate I <laughs> I hate confrontation, so I would never <laughs> play anything where it's like a fighting game, right? Uh -huh. uh, except for maybe Killer Instinct. But I would always play um, the X Men game with the four panels. Oh hell yeah! yeah. I would go with friends. I all time Nightcrawler. Um, I would also yeah. play. That's like, right. You did. You won all time Nightcrawler. I won all time <laughs> Nightcrawler. I stayed up all night. My my parents called it in. Um, I also <laughs> <laughs> there's an Amber Alert out. It's a big thing. Uh, I'm kind of known. Um, I also played the Simpsons game. Battle oh, yeah. Battletoads was one of my favorites. The arcade version of Battletoads. Um, yeah. Really into the beat-em-up genre, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I would, as a kid, you know, the the arcade in the mall was right across from where I would have to get my hair cut. Uh, so I would go in there for a couple of minutes, uh, quickly become demoralized by some game, uh, and leave. And Dragon's Lair was the one that demoralized me the most. But, <laughs> uh, but I was also kind of a pinball kid, but also, oh, sure. you know, uh, like Adel said, I loved all those, like, Simpsons Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles yes. X-Men. Do you remember uh, your favorite pinball machine? Uh, it's it's all gets a little mixed up in my head. The one that probably I spent the most time ever playing was Adam's Family that's Valley. It. Yes, that's yeah. the one. That's what I had in my yeah. head. Yeah. Why does everyone love Adam's Family Pinball? Well, because it's an excellent pinball it machine. It is really very good. good. But it also came out during a time when it was like, oh, this is a movie and now it's a game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Before that became just like a cheap cash in, like some of the games I've worked on, that was like, I was like, oh, this this tie in is topical and like, hey, I know that yeah. thing. It's in the zeitgeist right now. Now I get to now I get to live it. Also, I feel like we've all forgotten that Adam's Family was extremely cultural. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. There was, was an very MC big. Hammer song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand, they got the yeah. hammer. <laughs> I, I should not know the name Raul Julia, but I know it. Wow. Right. You should know the name Raul Julia. Even beyond Well, M. Bison, I guess. Yeah, no, I come on. Street <laughs> no. I should not know the name Angelica Houston, <laughs> <laughs> but I do. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, your, yeah. your arcade experiences? My arcade experience was mostly tied to whatever my mom was doing when I was a kid. So at the racquetball club, there was a Miss Pac-Man machine. At the bowling alley where she bowled, there was a s- actual Super Mario Brothers arcade. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, machine. Oh, Super wow. Mario Brothers wow. versus it was, I think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it was, but I... But it was just me. I was the only kid that was at this bowling alley in right. the middle of the night. So I was playing Super Mario Brothers by myself. Um, and then, uh, yeah, when I got into high school, we would always go to the arcade around the corner from the school. And I got super into Altered Beast. I oh, loved yeah. Altered Beast. Rise from your grave. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice thing to say. <laughs> was that the, I used, what's the one with the guy who's like naked and he gets armor and he throws javelins? That's, that? uh, that's your, goals and yeah, goals ghouls and ghosts okay. or ghosts and yeah. goblins. That, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot about that. But I, I had a friend, I had an idiot friend in elementary school who swore that there was a way that if you got hit right, you could make him lose his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this kid just really wanted to see like a naked man. <laughs> and like, that, that's like my co- my older cousin that always told me if you stayed up until midnight on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. they played nudity on MTV. <laughs> so just that's the one time. So if you could stay up right. late enough. Oh, uh, yeah, Mom and Dad, I'm, I'm waiting for Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you go to the right forums online, you can see every character in Dragon's Lair nude. Oh, yeah, that was that's easy to find. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find them clothed, honestly. Um, okay, so so uh, so we're, let's get into Dragon's Lair a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, as, as Heather was getting on, as was talking about as, as we were all discussing the interactivity is very limited um laser discs if you don't know uh, some of our audience is, is probably younger hey maybe maybe matt needs to have this explained to him it was like a precursor to dvd it was a giant dinner plate <laughs> sized uh disc um that you know was was like a cruder version uh and i think it could hold about 30 minutes of footage i remember watching my my friend was like like i've got a star wars on laser disc i was like cool and then we watched it like 25 minutes in he was like all right i gotta flip the disc <laughs> And then it took like eight minutes to like eject it and restart and like reload it. It's like watching a movie on vinyl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I saved up my money uh, when I worked at a video game store when I was a kid and I bought myself a Laserdisc player. Did you really? Yeah, I fucking did because I wanted to be able to watch uh, Jurassic Park in widescreen and with surround sound. Without commercial interruption. (laughs) What was the like 300 bucks, 400 bucks? What was like the. It was like three or 400 bucks. And I bought one that automatically flipped so the laser would move to the other side of the disc. Ooh. Nick, uh, oh, that's Nick, very it sounds cool. like your friend that's was very fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was a full summer's worth of only saving up my money for the laser disc player. But that's a great point cuz that's something younger listeners might not also think about is like that was the only way to watch widescreen or high def right. relatively yeah. high def things at the time. Yeah. Like yeah. watching something on a videotape, you're definitely going to get standard definition. You're definitely going to get it uh, cut off so you're not getting the letterbox version. Right. Like like a third of the frame is cropped. Right. Yeah. yeah with pan and scan they called it. Um. Yeah. L- L- Dragon's Lair at the time was considered was hailed as a technological marvel. To give a little context for where we were gaming wise it was 1983. Uh, the uh, the Art- Atari 2600 mark it had just bottomed out. The NES hadn't hit U.S. stores yet. This was kind of considered the golden age of arcade games. We're talking Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Qbert, all in arcades these days. Uh, the other big games of, of 1983, specifically Spy Hunter, Track and Field, and Bomberman. 
Um, and uh, a Space Ace, which is the spiritual sequel at a sci-fi setting, came out in 1984. Dragon's Lair 2 in 1991. The granddaddy of the quick time event I saw people referring to Dragon's Lair as. Yeah. Oh. The, the action that you do in God of War where you fight right. like a sequence where you can't actually kill Medusa unless yeah. you press left, press right. Yeah. It's also, I think the fucking sequences in God of War are quick time events. They kind of are, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, Not if you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Take your time and Slow time. <laughs> I guess one of my favorite games of all time is Resident Evil 4, which has that. Oh, which, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's, I think it's maybe a little more limited in terms of A, B, or the the, the trigger buttons. Yeah, well, it, so sort of makes, it sort of makes sense in, like, a horror thing where it's like, something happens and you have to react to right, it. Like, reaction. I get that. Like, but the, for Dragon's Lair, it's so weird. And the other thing that was weird about the laser disc and the arcade thing was, like, you would react to the, uh, the prompt and... And then the screen would go black. Yes. <laughs> it would take a second for the next clip to load, which you don't even get that in the Switch version because they've like smooth smooth that out and everything is like isn't quite as choppy and un, un, unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, the constant interruptions of gameplay I mean, it must have made it it's such a challenge because, yeah, I've, I've only played the Switch version and I briefly played the, the arcade version of Dragon's Lair 2, like put a, a dollar's worth yeah. of quarters into it and was like, fuck this, I believe it. Um, <laughs> you have five controls, up, down, left, right, and attack. By the way, just speaking of, of God of War, Resident Evil 4, those to me are like, it's more gratifying because they're usually branching paths, whereas this was so limited that it's just a pass-fail. Oh. So it's like, if you, yeah. if you time it wrong, you're just going to die immediately. No. Nick. I what? did just yeah. No, there, there are, are secrets. A there are secrets. Ugh. Wait, there's secrets. There are secrets. You can take a branching path, like in the in the second one especially. You can okay. you can collect like secret items and stuff. So like if you were playing by looking at the screen, what part was flashing? You'll see like left flashing, but you'll also see like a bag of money. Oh right, the second flashing. one has like artifacts and stuff that yeah, you can so collect. You can pick that shit up, dude. Right. That's a branching path. <laughs> but that's the first one. I feel like is a lot more limited. You played yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> since, since there's five options, there's up, down, left, right, uh, um, and the, the attack button. And there's five of us. And walk yeah. away. Can we just, yeah. don't, don't forget Can we the just go around option. and say walk what away. we would be? Yeah, tag yourself. Which yeah. of the directions oh, boy. are you? I gotta be left button. <laughs> boy. I, I, that's right, though. Yeah. Like, 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 I, I haven't known you that long, but yeah. you're totally left. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> so your attack button. I don't want to be down, because that's a button that I forget exists when I'm playing this <laughs> right. game. Like, the one or two times when I have to push down, I'm like, oh, I forgot that was an option. <laughs> Wait, what, what is happening right now? You yeah, guys want to be buttons? Yeah, your yeah. attack. Your attack button. Classic attack. Uh, I'll, I'll take the bullet. I'll be down. You know, I've, I've, so I'm down on myself the sometimes. Bullet? What are you? What? What is happening? <laughs> Heather, what? it's a guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> if people could just see the pose Nick did. Why did I do that? I've never done that in my life. We, we know. <laughs> I think it's cool that you talked about playing uh, both taking a moment and I only also just a moment doing the original arcade version yes. because the, the it really underlines how nuts it was to play it in the arcade because not only was it hard, it didn't explain it enough and it was just a task that was impossible, but it would kind of randomly give you the 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 challenges, right? Like Yeah, they would they, they would feed you the or, the levels in kind of a random order. In in the the home version, I guess it's more of like a, a linear narrative. Um but then also too, they'll replay some of the same because there's only there's only like 11 minutes of footage and they're trying to stretch this out into a game you're going to put $20 into uh, and uh, it's so there, there's like there's sequences that are just the exact same thing you've played like you're back on this mechanical horse that you were on earlier trying but to dodge these pillars. Or swapped, yeah. It's just yeah. yeah it's just the direction is swapped. Uh -huh. It's it's like it's like you can never it's like a fever dream like it starts and you die and yes. then yeah. you're like okay maybe I can do it this time and then it's some completely different and then you die. It's like playing Parappa the Rappa if it was just a different song every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you die, he's so mad at you. Yeah, yeah he is. He's so mad at you. It really hurts my heart. Yeah. A lot of a lot of crossed arms and just like fuck you face. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. As his face shatters. The one of the redeem for me, the thing though, the thing that redeems that at least like a scooch is the fact that like his yelling and screaming whenever he dies mm -hmm. is so funny. And right. sometimes it's like cut off almost like that. I don't know if anyone's been on that Twitter feed that's like perfectly cut off screams. Oh yes. yeah. So, yeah, the screams that like there's this it is always pretty funny to hear him be like, ah and it just cuts off like <laughs> like you know it's getting worse. But I, I they read had the some, VO booth for ten seconds. Yeah. I read some history on it, and it was it was so like some in order to make the game, they had to mortgage their own houses or some shit. What? And they also it was like they couldn't 
the developers had to voice a lot of the characters mm-hmm. because they were like so desperate to finish the game. Right. And they were working 110 <clears throat> hour weeks. Good uh, God. Towards the end of production to Wh- make it work. Whoever I voices think. the princess, I feel like the script that they got is like no punctuation because it's like, hey, the sword is over there. You got yeah. Like there's no pause. It, the cadence <laughs> is so like someone just was like, you have, like you said, like you have 10 seconds to record this. Right. Yeah. She, she I think, was a non actor who worked for, who worked in the anime department on the game. I believe that's, oh, gotcha. that's what okay. I read. But yeah, it, it is very much a non-actor well, now performance. Well, terrible. No, no. <laughs> the truth is I may have been confusing my notes on Dragon Slayer with my notes on Secret of Nim because I read about them at the same time. So it might have been that Secret of Nim was voiced by, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so all Don Blue's shit all cobbled together in my brain. Yeah. Um, well, it's all kind of the same formula. So here, the, the protagonist we were mentioning, the guy who glares at you when you die is Dirk the Daring, uh, which is a detail you'll learn from the arcade cabinet. And then you're battling the evil dra- dragon Singe, who has locked Princess Daphne in the wizard Mordrock's castle. I don't know if you ever fight Mordrock at any point or if he's just kind of a looming presence like is, the emperor in the that, first Star Wars. Is that the dragon? No, the, the dragon is, is Singe. Is, yeah. is Mordrock the guy in the second in the second game? Might be. Because there's like a wizard-esque uh, yeah. creepy guy. Yeah, that could be yeah. You find <laughs> like a a, li- a weird lizard with a crown, right? Uh, yeah, a, a weird like co- a cape with no body underneath. Yes, it. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You fight a lot of slime, a lot yeah, of slime, a, a fruit, and um, amongst all three of the games, a few too many slime tentacle things. Like, right, it's it a little repetitive. Well, you, you know what? You, there, there's another a, thing. You've got a theory about this, I've, Nick. I've got another thing because this is a thing that because the death animations are pretty elaborate depending on where you hit them. Mm-hmm. And there is a recurring thing that happens in Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, and Space Ace, Space Age, uh, Space Ace, I said, I said right, Space right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, oh, oh, the phrase is Space Age, but Ace. no, it's called Space Ace. <laughs> Space yeah. Aids. Space, I don't think that, now that I don't think it's is AIDS. right. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to trust It was a that. different time. Yeah. Um, that so, game is so long, but so short relatively. Oh, oh no. boy. So, so there's a thing that happens in these games, which is that Another a creature who's fighting Dirk grows to giant size and then eats him. Sometimes in like kind of like a like pretty intense detail. And I think this is a game where the where one of the animators or maybe the animation lead had a vor fetish before (laughs) vor was a thing. Before it was before like we 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 had terms for these things like empreg, you know, and it was just like oh this is just my weird fetish. It's maybe personal just to me, and the only way I can express it is by animating a cartoon about it because it's so weird to see. And by the way, vor if you're not aware with this this hellish term, don't Google it. Um, it's a uh, it's basically people who are into have an erotic fascination with either being eaten alive or eating someone alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's like uh, at one point he gets eaten like a corn on the cob, right? Sort of. <laughs> And there's one where he like gets bite bitten halfway through, and he kind of like just like pulls the skin off in the yeah. Bone. Yeah, there's it's, a lot of it. It's gruesome, and it's recurring, and it's a lot of times not really justified. It's like, wait, what? Where did uh, this come from? Wait, I think I just it's short for like carnivore. Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know probably, that etymology. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. That sounds right. Uh, I feel like the th- the through line on Don Blue, like we si- we know that Don Bluth worked at Disney and then left Disney and then he animated his own stuff. Do we know the terms on which he left? Well, that's my question. Like, it's like maybe his war fetish got in the way of <laughs> his ability to draw at Disneyland. Uh, they were like, Oliver cannot yeah. eat company. <laughs> yeah, to see Steamboat eat Willie is just <laughs> fucking brutal. But I, I should have like- gone with the classic reference. Yeah. So why did I choose Oliver and yeah. company as my touch point for that joke? <laughs> the spaghetti eats the dog. All of, <laughs> all of his stuff is like kind of weirdly sexual. Like yeah. even if it's not directly sexual, yeah. there's like a way that everything moves where you're like, it, it's reminiscent of like Cool World or yeah, any, yeah. Of sure. like yeah. any, any of that horny cartoon shit. Yeah. Did this guy also do uh, the the Fox version of Robin Hood or the version the the Merlin? What's the Sword and Stone with Fox the wizard? Of, those are Disney. No, That's those are Disney. He did work on Robin Hood because uh, these games and also Robin Hood and the Merl, the Sword and Stone all involve the same exact like snake thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just like that's also something he enjoys doing is putting some amount of like a snake who gets bonked on the head and like right yeah 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 there's I, a go it's on it's just all weirdly horny yeah like it's weird, <laughs> especially like, as the game's 
progress. Yeah, it, yeah. Gets, it gets very horny. Well, I mean, and, and chiefly, I think the horniness most directly and most conventionally is Daphne, the princess. I'll, I'll, I'll read this quote. Uh, Bluth took his inspiration for Daphne from photographs from the producer Gary Goldman's collection of old issues of Playboy magazine, <laughs> ultimately putting Daphne in a very revealing one-piece thong bathing suit with a sheer <laughs> veil that partially covered her. It, it's just like these, You as a kid, I feel like, and, and there's an element in Space Ace, uh, which we'll, we'll, we'll maybe get to in a little bit, is that where it's like the He-Man thing where it's like a, a little twerp turns into a muscle man and like as a kid I like I like you watch He-Man and you're like oh that's cool I want to have muscles and you see like a game like this and you're like 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 oh she's pretty but you don't realize that what's driving it is adult animators like guys in their 30s and 40s who are just so unbelievably horny. Yeah. I feel like after if you don't work at Disney and even then slightly a bit if you do work at Disney right. but the moment you don't work at Disney the first thing you want to draw is cartoon boobies. Yes. Like Don Bluth <laughs> is cartoon boobies all of anime is cartoon boobies it's just like please let me draw the boobies and that's even like obviously famously with the Disney folks who would put in like I think Rescuers Down Under has a naked woman yeah. as they oh, fall yeah. down like the obviously the boner on the priest on Little Mermaid yeah, and all yeah, that, yeah. that. Yeah. Simba, so like, Simba's dad turns into boobies right before no oh, he turns into right. sex he says oh that's right he spells out sex before he disappears now I kind of want to see him turn into boobies <laughs> yeah that sounds good I can't wait to see that in CG this summer <laughs> live action there's kind of especially as it gets into two it's almost I start to get like a Ralph Bakshi vibe, isn't yeah. it? Like the create the really like sort of porny alt right. cartoonist uh, animator guy. Right, he did like heavy metal. Was that the move? One of the movies he did. Like, uh, it gets real weird. It's it's teetering on on Robert Crumb. It gets yeah really, yeah yeah really really sassy. I was playing uh, uh, I was playing Dragon's Lair the first one on the plane over mm-hmm. here and. Uh, only was able to get all the way to the end because I kept like it just let me keep going right. basically. But at the end, it's so punishing because you have to go through the cutscenes get actually kind of long. Right. And so I kept dying, and I'm on this plane with people around me, and it keeps having to play the like way hypersexualized princess super sexualized explaining stuff over and over. And it probably just looked like I'm just sitting there watching the same rewind, Weird. rewind, rewind <laughs> sex cartoon over and over again. I, I, but I was also like, I I have gotten this far. I cannot not right. finish. But uh I have a uh, I, I went on the um Dragon's Lair forum mm-hmm. to to see if uh, anybody else felt this sexual desire towards Daphne and I found uh, oh, one of no. the one, <laughs> she just went on you're like who's with me uh, <laughs> one of the uh, posts for, one of the first posts from tw- uh, 2005 uh, this man uh, D. Schmelz has one post so he starts this guy starts joins a forum mm-hmm. posts one thing and it's that's Bluth for I sure I was <laughs> I was wondering can you please post the nude Daphne picture here without the censored sign on it I know I risk sounding like a pervert but oh well <laughs> administrator immediately replies welcome to the forum as requested and just posts. <laughs> oh my god yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to say his account got locked and he got banned that's no incredible. No, it's a fu- it's full fully nude Daphne. I, yeah. It looks like official art. This is what everyone's here for yeah. the dra- on the Dragon's Lair fan forums. Yeah, uh, Matt, do we have the the VO clip of? I really thought that sentence was going a different way. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> do you have the VO clip from uh, of of the the voice actor playing Daphne? Yeah. this is the this is the ending sequence or or towards the end. Yeah, I have the the video. I just can't believe it. <laughs> here we go. I'm gonna suck your dick, Dirk. <laughs> Dragon lock. Oh, here we go. The key. The dragon keeps it around his neck. To slay the dragon, use the magic sword. I imagine the guy being like breathier, breathier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, is it possible she's having an asthma attack? <laughs> yeah, there's not a there's not a vent in that air, yeah. in that bubble. You know, she could be gasping for yeah. air. <laughs> Sorry, there's almost no <laughs> air to get the key. Oh, Dirk, oh, Dirk, thanks for getting me out of there. I feel a lot better. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's it. Kathleen that was Turner. the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, while while she's delivering this line, so she's trapped in this bubble, and then she's got this super low-cut, uh, you know, like, like thong bodysuit, and where she's just kind of writhing in there, and... Uh, there's a detail that you fixated on, Heather, because you got to this portion before me and you told me what, what was coming and yeah. I could not I could not believe it 
even though you prime me for well, it. Well, I, I was I primed you by saying the the princess at the internet have big old nipples. <laughs> <laughs> They're like thumb sized yes. nipples that are constantly erect. Please, Heather, bipples. You're going to talk about do use the right term. Please. Right, bipples. I mean, they're they're like I get it, I get it. That's fine, but like they're li- they're graphically long. They they're spend a like lot of time finger like. It's really it's they're really and they're per, they're perpetually erect. It's it's like really like it's it's you could rob a museum with these. Like, <laughs> I think this is like typical of a thing where like something is so like kid focused, right. like like cartoons, and then someone wants to break out of it and be like, we're going to make an adult version of it. And the first thing they do actually isn't an adult version of it. It's a juvenile boy version of it. Yeah. Like comics do that. Like uh, pe- people who are, feel stuck in those roles do those sorts of things. You know, right. like there's always this sense of like the most adult thing I can do is something hyper sexualized instead of like, I, getting a mortgage. I don't know. <laughs> and also to put it to put it at the very end, that yeah. had to be like a like bait in terms of like one kid beats it and t- tells what his friends like if you get to the oh, <laughs> one kid yeah. beats it and then uh, but you hear like if you get to the end you get to see her nipples. You get to see like, her yeah. nipples oh, and then yeah. if you Never hit down at the right time her dress comes off. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these kids just fucking lying all the time. <laughs> it's my whole childhood just kids lying to <laughs> it me. Sounds like you didn't have friends. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it was? bullied yeah. <laughs> Nick is crying blood <laughs> fuck buddy okay um, it, it is it is really like yeah it's it's disturbingly also, animated also it's I mean I know that like the hip feminist bullshit about like re- women as rewards but she's like really she's the reward she like, really she is, is the truly reward. Yeah. and she's animated so that her bu- her torso is twisted towards camera but her butt is also twisted towards camera right yeah all the so it's like she's got four titties <laughs> <laughs> She's literally in a room with piles and piles of gold and treasure. And at the end, I think they just leave together and there's no gold or no treasure. (laughs) And she's kind of throughout the game. I feel like maybe four or five times you see her being like yanked backwards into the castle. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a sort of a hint that she exists, but you don't actually spend any time with this character until this last sequence. And yeah, that is the law that is the let's take one step back because because something was brought up earlier which is how the arcade version played, wherein that if you would, and and the, the Switch port, and I assume the other home ports have a version where you can either choose the arcade mode or home mode. Mm. Uh, arcade mode, if you fail a sequence, you go to a different sequence. So it's very, it's so disorienting, yeah. where you're like, you're like all of us, you're outside on a drawbridge uh, being eaten by a tentacle monster in a moat, and then all of a sudden you're in some weird, like, like colored primary colored balls pit that you've it, got to like escape like marble through. madness it was, exactly it was, so yeah. the, it was so you couldn't learn the pattern right you know like and that's how I played it on the switch and I was like what is this fucking nightmare <laughs> yeah really it, it's like it is it's like a fever dream it's yeah. really crazy there's yeah. no there's no you also don't feel like oh I'm getting closer to the top of the castle no there's no narrative you, yeah. you ride that fucking horse in <laughs> in doubt like you, it's I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> um, and the home version, it, it strings it out in, in, in one order. And I, I think we mentioned that earlier. Uh, so, yeah, we the uh, let's talk about the the combat. I mean, did you guys find it gratifying at all when you got to kill a monster? Because that was one of the few things where I was like, oh, it's kind of cool if I hit a sword timing just right. Like some of these kill animations are kind of cool in the same way that like a, dr- a God of War boss battle is. Mm-hmm. I, am I giving? I don't know. Am I trying too hard to say something nice about this? <laughs> no. There, there was one room I thought was really satisfying, where it's like you're being attacked by a camera was some creature that was green, and you swipe it, and as you kill it, another creature comes out of a like a vase or something. It's right. Like this big clawed looks like this weird mythological beast, which was awesome, and the timing is just right, where it's like as you are pulling back your sword uh, and you th- you think you have to wait for the swipe, you have to move forward. Oh, So yes. it's the first time in the game where it's like fucking with your timing, mm. where it's like you don't wait till you swipe it and then move forward. As you're swinging back, then you move forward and then you swipe it and like roll. Right. And I thought that moment was really satisfying of like they're really fucking with the rhythm of it. And also the mo- the monster was like the first, that whatever that big handed monster that comes out that's like yellow mm-hmm. was the first sort of cool looking uh, uh, monster. I-, I think it's more about the quality of the, quality of the animation though. Like, sure. I don't feel like I'm connected to that action. 
action. Like it doesn't feel like I'm doing that the way other games now, like give you that sense of like, right. I'm actually accomplishing this thing by doing it, which is still a lie, but it's a better lie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause even like that game, that cuphead game that ha- is like a 2d animated video game. Oh, like you're so doing, it's so fun, but it's, it's punishing in a different yeah. satisfying way where yeah. you're like, I hate that this is so hard. I, your oh, point of comparison ahead. was Cuphead. It's so <laughs> such a completely different genre. Well, yeah, so of course it's a completely different genre. But like, I'm just, I'm just comparing like the animation style. Like, I'm right. connected to what Cuphead is doing because I'm making Cuphead do it. It's but direct I don't control. Feel like, yeah, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in charge of uh, Dirk. You right. know that Cuphead isn't pre-animated. It's not that they animated 150 billion versions of that game, <laughs> <laughs> and that you are somehow selecting them the whole time. It's it, that's just the graphics look like. Yeah, that. they did like an, an eyeball trick. No. Like they no. made me think no. this is super awkward. Oh uh, boy, uh, Heather and Nick have made Matt wear a cup on his head. They're, they're making him hold a scalding hot coffee in a cup and they're tickling him and this is brutal to watch. You don't even get to be Cuphead. You're yeah. Mug Man. Oh, oh, I want to be Mug Man. I, I think f- maybe 90% of my errors were me pressing sword. Sure. I, I would just get so frustrated with the yep. game that I'd be like, kill it. Kill kill yeah. that thing. Kill and it, it. And it looks, it does kind of do some misdirection uh, that where like it feels like you're going to, you're spo- you're about to kill something and then it's, it's actually you're like you're hopping in one direction. Um, uh, also, they, they do a thing where they'll sometimes I, I encounter this a few times where they sometimes like just go 180 on the camera. Yeah. So like you'll be approaching a hazard and be like, OK, there's this pit up here uh, up ahead. I'm going to have to press right to avoid it. And then it'll flip the camera 180 and you'll have like a half a second to press left to get yep. to the other side. I mean, it is just like that's the, the thing with these old arcade games, these quarter munchers. They're just designed to keep you playing. And so the the difficulty level is, even on easy, I feel like the difficulty level is pretty punishing. Mm -hmm. I I feel like it was so punishing, though, that even as a kid, I was like, I'm going to put two quarters into this and die. You died so instantly. Yes. That it was was actually demoralizing. Where the other games, like, gave you just enough to, like, go there and pump in $5 worth of quarters. Yeah, you would always get across that bottom bar in Donkey Kong. Right. No matter what. Even if you couldn't make it up the ladder, you would get across that bottom bar. Yeah. I think the fatal flaw of this game, and it's possible I'm even the person here that's most likely to be like, there's something about the siren song and the potential of this game and how beautiful it looks that, like, I do have some positive memories of it, even though, like, I never got more than a few seconds into it. But the game itself, like... The it just doesn't work because at the very like you don't you can't play a cartoon if right. it's edited from scene to scene like moment to moment it's different perspectives and like yes. you have no orientation of what's going on like it's all smash cuts the yeah. the, the second game uh, the the Dragon Slayer two uh, time warp whatever it is that's right mm-hmm. yeah to me that the, the analogy I came up with was as if uh, Salvador Dali directed the Born Ultimatum fight scene <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like there's no you're like who's what's going on where's the fiscal like it's just so fast right. and weird that you can't you can never get it's comfortable mushy yes like, yes, yes, yes everything is real fucked and pasty and mushy. Yeah. I also think that they, you could, some parts of it, like having played through the whole thing, some parts of it are at least a little bit better. And I'm guessing they right. did those later when they started to figure it out. They actually look less good. They're more like static and you're just kind of going across one thing or something like that. Because I think like I watched, a, oh boy, I'm a real nerd. I watched a little bit of the extras on the game mm-hmm. in this interview where they were talking about like just sending, yes, sending the stuff back and forth between the animation and the other place. And then being like, like clearly the, like Don Bluth and his, crew had no idea what video games were and they were just sending them the most creative and visually interesting versions of these premises and then the game designers were like we can't do anything with this but right. at some point they had to shove some a lot of those in there anyway yeah hey, i i also watched the special features and you're not a nerd it's oh. okay you just came prepared all right oh, i nice. also watched the shut special up. features and i regret <laughs> to you are you are a nerd unfortunately a nerd um yeah it's it's a uh, i guess this one thing about another thing about the special features while we're on this topic this was originally conceived as a toy, like a physical toy. Yeah. And, th- and it was going to be like playable. I was trying to figure out mechanically how it would work, but playable with like like credit card paper. So, so they fr- no, credit card fr- receipts. They had, uh, they had several versions. One was that it, they had a pr- like receipt paper that was a big roll. And then the co- you would twist the roll through some mechanic. And once it got to the screen, then there would be a light behind it and you would interact with that one still image, hmm. kind of like mist or something. Sure. Uh, and then they made a Rolodex version, apparently, where it was like instead of 
this paper that was one big scroll, like the Torah, is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a flip card uh, on a wheel. So you'd flip, 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 and get a piece of paper that would be lit behind. And then somebody was like, why don't we animate this with a fucking laser disc? <laughs> right. Also, have you guys played the Torah? It's great. It's it holds good. up. Really it holds good. up. I fit, yeah, I beat it. Rocking game. Yeah. <laughs> I've liked the sequel. I'm yeah. like... <laughs> Um, let's talk about Dragon's Lair Two a little bit. So uh, this is this is so this is one I played as a kid and began. You know, at Arnie's point, it's like looking at these games at the time. It was you know these these cabinet this cabinet was situated between like maybe Dig Dug and Missile Command. It like looks so so much better than everything, and I think that was how its attract mode is how it got kids to play because they were just like, holy shit, this thing is so crazy. Um, so what I remember about Dragon's Lair Two is I never got past the mother-in-law, well, who I later, later learned is the mother-in-law. I thought it was his wife. Uh, and, um, and because like she basically, the game begins and then she immediately chases after you with a bowling, with or not a bowling pin with a rolling pin and then clubs you. And then I could never figure out how to get past that part. And she fucking halt. Like she's busting ass. She really like, is. You go get the daughter. Like clearly like she's, uh, brutalizing right. every, everything and anyone in her path. It's also funny of like immediately it's like German, mother-in-law and then yeah. there's like a Scottish snake where it's like the notes for the second game were like more ethnicity <laughs> like <laughs> let's make it international and it's like why is this snake Scottish right like, I was stunned by all of the copyright infringement in oh, the second yeah. one it's yeah. really yeah. crazy so much yes, like, yes, yes. It, they, they straight up so first Dirk gets a, in a time machine mm -hmm. instead of going into a castle and that allows him to travel to both uh, the past and also fictional universes uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. it's yeah. a time machine Obviously. that takes him into a uh, Public domain stories. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and makes him different sizes. Yes. It's yeah. Very. But he, he goes to Alice in Wonderland and it's just the Disney version of Alice oh, in it Wonderland. It really is. It's it, like and, and exact same designs. Yeah. yeah. At one point, I think you see Dumbo you fly through. You fucking see you do. Dumbo <laughs> when you're sliding down like a yeah. stairwell or something. There's another one of those earlier, uh, later where, where you encounter Princess Daphne and she's like in the sleeping beauty pose, but oh. it's like a horned up sleeping beauty. Like you kiss her and she, and that plunge a neckline is back. She got the the big old nipples. The nipples are not <laughs> as Please, pronounced Heather, as this one. Nipples. This one is this one is super even like almost by like this one is super sexed up even more than the first one. Like, yeah, there's so much like like heaving bosom. Right. And yeah. Like, Eve, when they go to like the garden of Eden, which yeah. is in like some weird planet, like Eve is like wearing lingerie, like, I, or I don't know how to describe it or articulate it. I couldn't look at that sequence yeah. because I was too busy looking at the arrows at the bottom. Yes. Of the that's, that's a big issue. It is like this game, this game is like a reminder of how hard it was for someone born before 1990 to jack off. Mm -hmm. It was just like, <laughs> You had to go to the arcade and hope your friend was good at Dragon's yeah. Lair 2 so you could look over their shoulder and have something you could file away in your memory yeah. bank for later. For whatever reason, all the all the women characters in that second version are basically the in Who Framed Roger Rabbit where there's like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Like they're, <laughs> they're all chasing after him and he's like, oh, I got to give it to my wife. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there there's also uh, they look like the. In the last unicorn, there's like a horny tree. Okay. You guys seen the last? Oh unicorn? yeah, I've read it's it. It's like a, yeah. a horny tree with big old boobies, and also a harpy with lots of boobies. Mm -hmm. Finally, and yeah, as soon as you can draw, <laughs> draw the boobies. <laughs> Look, if you can draw them, why stop it too? <laughs> uh, so after the uh, you, you got he goes to Alice in Wonderland, the Garden of Eden. He's spent some time in prehistoric times, and you can probably guess there's a logical leap to you the next one. You know where he's going next, which is. Beethoven's, Beethoven's study. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to hang out with Beethoven, the composer. And of course, you know, Beethoven's famous cat is there. <laughs> it's like, I think like it's like you're, the hardest enemy in the game is Beethoven's cat. You're like, he's, he pesters you so much. Well, like that's it. why the movie was such a breakthrough. They went with the dog. Right. Like, right. What a, oh, what what a subversion. Yeah. I think historically they probably chose Beethoven because he was one of the few composers that could play the piano so hard it would shoot him and everything around him up into the sky. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and then and then there's like a, you're in ancient Egypt. There's there's uh, Daphne and uh, wrapped up as a mummy, but there's, it actually ends up being Mordrock. It is Mordrock in this one. Okay. Yeah, but there's some weird fetishy bullshit in that too because right. she's constantly like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. <laughs> like, oh, like yeah. oh yeah. 
Have you guys ever seen this is this is a little bit of a tangent, but there's this this really weird fetish that someone showed uh, me years ago called hmm. car stuck girls. And it's specifically women who are are in a car that's trapped in the mud. Oh, no. And they're just like, no, I can't get my car out. Help me, please. <laughs> and there's like there's like a whole bunch of them. There's so many. And it's usually like it's a she's vainly trying to like jack it out or something or like I can't get through to AAA. My car is stuck. Someone showed you this. Yeah. <laughs> this was in a workplace setting. <laughs> showed me car you are an encyclopedia of fetishes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of weird psychosexual drama in this game. Yeah. Like, like Adam in the Adam and Eve part is weirdly like ineffectual and you're almost like it's, it's very it's very weird he's and also kind of effeminate and yeah. he climb a beanstalk to right. get to yeah. him right right yeah. he wants and to be I, cuckolded yeah. and I really don't understand <laughs> the part that really stopped me in my tracks is such a small thing why are there two snakes in the Garden of Eden? One right. of them's convincing the other one, like, hey, brother, I got an idea for you. We got to get them to eat this apple. It's like, <laughs> is it supposed to be like Cain and Abel? Like one was violent and the other was not? Like reasonable? But that's... what it, It's that's not the Bible story, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of what's going on is not the Bible story. It's not? <laughs> Adam was not the original cuck, no. <laughs> I, Mozart's uh, Beethoven's my favorite part of the Bible. <laughs> you, that, that brings up a good part. You said Mozart. Do you, was Am- I did think it was Mozart. Was first. Amadeus like uh, out in the theaters yeah. at that time? Because that was well, like obviously like I think one best picture. So yeah, were they like we got the like what's form. hot right now? What's our finger on the pulse? Amadeus came out in eighty two. Okay, uh, and then this came out in eighty nine. I think this was ninety one. So this was sometime. Yeah, some some sometime later. I didn't realize Amadeus was that old. Yeah, and it, it won best picture I think up against yeah, yeah. ET. Right. Uh, Help. And, and hey, that. <laughs> What's wrong with my brain? <laughs> I mean, also, that Amadeus video game is way better than the ET video game. <laughs> so, the. Yeah. I would play the fuck out of an Amadeus yeah. video I game. I wish it existed. If you were like Salieri and you could set up traps. Yeah. <laughs> Just becomes home alone with Salieri. Right. <laughs> uh, so, th- let's talk about the ending of, of Dragon's Lair 2 a little bit because you told me, you primed me for this, Heather, before I got to it ag- again. Yeah. So, uh, because Daphne is just a prize, she ha- she's forced to marry the evil wizard. Uh, he puts a ring on her, and then she transforms into a hideous version of herself mm-hmm. to try and consume uh, Dirk. A, right? com- a commentary on marriage. Yes, a comment. <laughs> once, once you get married, you let yourself go. Um, and it's it's she's she Ursula's like yeah, she like right. sort of Ursula's out like her her boobs get huge but they're too huge so they're gross, which is like a big thing <laughs> in al- these animated movies. It's also kind of the Shrek too. Yeah, the Shrek. <laughs> yeah, she gets she turns into an ogre, or yeah. I guess the end of Shrek. <laughs> she. What? It's a good thing, though. <laughs> yeah. Also, Heather, you said the boobs grew too big to where they're gross. Uh, this is the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> <laughs> the two hills I'll die on. Well, I feel like there's there's good boobs that are big, and then there's like Please, gross boobs. boobs. Goobs. <laughs> and then there's gross boobs or groups. Thank you so much. Right. Uh, which are too big. And I feel like that's in cartoons. You get to see the moment that Goobs become groups. <laughs> also, it's supposed to be hot when Daphne has the boobs, but then when it's so judgmental that when you rip Daphne's head off and it's Mordrock that really has those boobs, it's supposed to not be hot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Space Ace, let's touch on. So this is basically the same game in a, in a sci-fi setting. I honestly didn't spend much time with Space Ace. I didn't uh, either. Did you, you, but you guys messed around with it a little bit. I didn't play it. I just watched the movie. I just right. watched the whole game. Yeah, but this is this is a side note and just a, just a thing for this port. Like, I don't think it's a good sign for your game when there's a menu option that says watch game. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's so uninteractive mm-hmm. that you can just watch it as a movie and it's a better experience. Oh, yeah. I, I, I watched both Dragon Slayer 2 and Space Ace. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that, yeah, one button is the way to play this game. <laughs> 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 Boop, I won. <laughs> I, I forgot to ask, with, with this, a little bit with Space Ace, but mostly with Dragon uh, Dragon Slayer 2, yeah. there was like a weird, like there's constantly something like fluxing or something, where it's like a wah, 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 wah. Like mm-hmm. one object in every single frame. That's, the, the, cue. that's yeah. the cue. That's the cue. That's like head towards that. I press see, left, okay. press right, press up, gotcha, press gotcha. sword. <laughs> yeah. but, but it wasn't even the, it would just be an object on screen. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yes. I see, okay. That's so how, it's directed, I that, see. That was how it, you interacted with I it. It was see, like, see. oh, okay. that's to the left of my character. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Right, but, but it wasn't always to the left of your character. It wasn't, was it? 
up from your character? Yeah. Where's your yes. character at? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Am I what? It could be any direction. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like it's like a camera relative control, and it's it, it can be disorienting. Uh, Matt, Matt, you and I, uh, Matt Apodaca, you and yes. I both liked Space Ace, like just aesthetically a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, for me, I do think space is cooler than old. Mm. I, I don't. I don't want it. I don't <laughs> care about it. This sounds like a third grade book uh, report. Yeah. Space is cooler than my, old. My, my this is a genre. Yeah. I'm into old. I don't know. My like, how do you feel about like John Glenn going to space? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That's 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 tough. Yeah. Uh, on land, don't care about yeah. it. When he gets to that moon, baby. Oh man, Houston, we don't got any problems. Uh, I don't. I I think it's a a problem with the millennial b- uh, brain that I have. That if I don't think they had phones, I just can't connect to it. I'm right. just like, oh no, I don't know how they solve any problems. They died young. I can't. I can't. I'm not on board. But if I if they can get to space, they can do a lot of other things too. I couldn't yeah. put my finger on the the uh, who is the the la- the lady to be one in this one. So her name, I think her she's Lorna. Lorna. Or no, I'm sorry, she's Kimberly. Lorna is the actor. So there's Kimberly. Does she think the guy is is the guy normally a kid or a full grown adult? Adult, because thi- it's like the bounce, obviously bounce uh, 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 oscillates between the two, and then at the end he turns into a kid, and she's like, "What?" I, I don't know how much. Like uh, so, so here the plot is that Commander Borf is going to attack Earth with an Infanto ray to turn Earthlings into infants. Oh. Um, so what happens is that Ace, and this is none of this context is present in the gameplay. This all. is all stuff you have to. You probably have to like read the side of the arcade cabinet to understand this lore. I loved that shit, by the way. Yeah. I, that was my favorite part about the arcade was like reading the tiles, right? By like by the controls that were like. <laughs> Gave you some weird history. Yeah. yeah. I think you like books. <laughs> I do like books. <laughs> Should we change formats? <laughs> How did this get prayed? <laughs> well, only it's do the just Bible. the Bible. But, but what if a bunch of tough kids are waiting in line behind you to play the game and <laughs> yeah. they see you trying to read the book? <laughs> right, right. You don't look like a dork. Um, the uh, So let's see. So, yeah, so the Infanto Ray, so what happens is Ace is partially hit. Ace is the big, hunky He-Man one. He partially gets hit by the Infanto Ray, which turns him into uh, the little kid. Dexter, and I think. Dexter, the little kid. And then Ace, it's periodically, I don't know when, but periodically he can turn back into to buff He-Man yeah. form. It took me a to figure it out. It's kind of, at, like, it's it's not messaged well at all, but yeah. I guess, like, you, if sometimes you have the option to instead of you, you're not using your ray gun, if you hit it, it actually just makes you turn back into Ace. Yes, and I guess mm. you can have the choice of going through some levels as Ace shooting things or Dexter dodging things. It's almost like there's kind of a cool idea in there. Yeah, but it's just like you can't figure out that it's even happening. It's right. so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also the worst when uh, what's the adult Ace? When Ace dies, it's always like far out. And it's like, <laughs> what? It's like, he's like a Californian. And well, Dexter sort of sounds like John Mulaney like doing like a, like in like Big Mouth or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's going on? And we keep talking about Dexter as the kid and Ace as the adult. But in the game, that is even convoluted they, they yes. between the two because yeah. she keeps calling him Dexter no matter what which means Kimberly only ever knew him as Dexter right and he'll uh. say hey call me Ace or even as a kid I'll be like hey call me Ace and you're like well wait who the hell are you <laughs> right she only knows you as Dexter you think you're this other guy but you're switching between it's it doesn't make any sense this <laughs> is all contextualized a post on this uh, same forum with oh. the titties uh, that I saw that I could, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Which was a man posting that his wife had agreed to allow him to name their son Dexter. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Which I was like, but it's Dirk. Why wouldn't you? But now I understand it's, that this was a space ace thing. This was a space ace thing. At least that, and that's a normal name, whatever the origin from that weird dad. That's still just like a, a, a normal name, whether it's the space ace or the laboratory or the murder show. Um, <laughs> it could have been Borf. Which is all the same character. It could character. have been Borf. Yeah. Borf. Fact, all, been a lot worse. Character. Someone please post the picture of Commander Blorf uh, uncensored. <laughs> uh, well, let's get to our uh, let's let's get to our thoughts on this game. It's time for the review crew. We're each going to say something positive and give this game a numerical decimal rating. I'll begin. Uh, I am going to say this is a, 
I'm going to say that the there are a lot of death animations. They could have cheaped out and had just like like a, one term turning into a skeleton that they replayed endlessly. But they gave they knew you're going to die a lot and they gave you a lot of different death animations. So sometimes seeing your guy die is actually satisfying. I am going to give the dragons uh, dragons lair. I almost just said dragons age. Very different game. <laughs> uh, the dragons lair trilogy a two like. Is that two, out of five out of ten? Out, out of ten. Okay. Like two pointy titties. <laughs> um, um, Heather, your thoughts? Uh, I, I, okay. Um, what, I got to come up with something positive about the game? Yeah, one positive thing. There's something you liked. Uh, you had, you enjoyed one aspect. I don't know, man. I, I, like, the time it took me to go, this sucks, yeah. on this one was really short. There wasn't yeah. one cool looking skeleton or something where you're like, ah, that, that's okay. Um, I guess, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give... Up, big ups to the the thumb nipples. <laughs> <laughs> two thumb nipples up. Two thumb nipples up. Uh, and then also, I guess I liked seeing Disney cameos. In sure, a game. that took me off guard. And I was like, how did they not get shut down? Like yeah. Disney is No one so- got that far in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like some uh, knockoff t-shirts outside of Cedar Point. <laughs> so I guess those two things. I also really thought that the design, like the aesthetic of uh, Space Ace was yes. awesome. Yeah, like, it looks great. It, it's got a great palette. It's got good tech looking. I love that old technology where a computer looks like it's the future, but it's a past computer, but it's just fancier. I right. love that shit. Uh, so I'm going to give um, the dra- – also, we never talked about the fully interactive PlayStation 2 right. Dragons. That's just, and there was an NES one, too. There were, that, was kind of, that was kind of akin to Prince of Persia, the old oh, 2D version. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, I'm going to give it a 1.3. 1.3. Hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the mats now. We'll start with the Apodaca. Okay, so I – I will say, like, thinking about the sort of uh, modern quick time events, like in, like, a God of War, like Resident Evil 4, which I am uh, replaying right now as well, uh, this isn't as satisfying as that, but I will say when I did get, like, when I got through yes. some of these, I was happy that it was over. Uh, <laughs> so I was very happy to uh, succeed past like the little bit of story and get to the get to the dragon. I honestly, I, I liked the dragon. I thought the dragon was very cool. Cool looking dragon. Cool. I'm always curious about why they have all the money. Like, right. where'd they get it? What is their purpose for it? Because yeah. I see it a lot. Dragons always have a lot of money. Uh, but he seemed like he deserved it. So I'm going to give it. <laughs> and a cool name. Yeah. Singe is a cool yeah, name. Singe, Singe is a, cool a very cool name for a dragon. Yes. I wish you know I what? Could... It's better than Smog. Yeah. By far. Whoa. Don't say something you can't take back. <laughs> well, I thought you were a guy who likes old, uh, doesn't like old. I know, but I, I respect a good grift. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, the, the the dragon's got something going on right. that I can get on board with, uh, and so I'll say uh, I give the whole trilogy uh, about yeah maybe like a two point five. Two point five, okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt Young, your your positive thing, your your score. Uh, well, I, I think that the there are two things that I actually think are pretty positive yes. about it. I I think the quality of the animation, uh, if you ignore all the terrible misogyny in it is actually very good. Like yeah. he's a great animator and their studio is really good. The second thing that I think is actually pretty cool about it is in 1983, they were trying to make something that looked so much better than anything else out there. And that it was like a lofty goal that the technology was just not there to do. Right. So I can kind of appreciate it for that. So I'm going to give it a, a three uh, and I'm never going to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adel, your thoughts? Um, uh, the the good is that I feel like watching no, th- this. These games were awful. Um, right. It, it's it's. Um, I felt legit nauseous playing them because of how fast everything goes. It's almost like uh, Clockwork Orange. Like play that for for your enemies while you hold their eyes open. <laughs> but the good I would say is one in Space Ace. Uh, the cat, the like the blue cat, who's like the villain. Yeah. Reminded me. It looks so. It looks so much like Dom DeLuise's character in American t- in this uh, Five Goes West. Where I was like, oh, I need to go back and watch that movie. So it was 
a good reminder to like revisit my youth. So I'm going to go back and watch those movies. And then the second best thing or the only uh, other good thing was th- I, I think there was a brilliant idea where at the end of the, the space ace, they hit the cat to the ba- villain cat with his own ray, turn him into a baby. Mm-hmm. She catches the baby like it could. It's about to splat. And the, the princess catches the baby and goes, oh, can we keep him? And I'm like, what a great movie pre- like uh, um, premise where it's like two people raising someone they know is going to grow up to be a villain. And what do they do with that? Right. <laughs> like that was like, that would have been a fucking amazing, like a, a weird voice in Brazil. What's that? What boys in Brazil? Will they try and replicate Hitler? Oh, it yeah. doesn't matter. But it's from Brazil. <laughs> boys from, but like uh, that movie premise I thought would be brilliant. Well, uh, so you, I love that it was yeah. at the very end, like tacked on. If you go to the Dragon's Lair forums, you can read my Space Ace 2 fan fiction. <laughs> 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 you, don't, you don't have to wait around um, for that. But I would, is one as low as you go or? Yeah, yeah I mean, you I'd go say, I'd say one. I mean, it's yeah. Space Ace was probably the best of them, but yeah, it's it's really bad. The second one, especially, was was garbage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Arnie won with you. Uh, Gameplay wise, it's just hot garbage. Yeah. Like it's just based on a foundation that just fundamentally is a bad idea. Like at its best, you feel it's like driving down a beautiful mountain, but the road is so twisty that you just can't look at anything, otherwise you'll die. Right. Um, but I mean, I and I do think the gameplay gets better as the games go on. Like they kind of figure it out so you can actually kind of work your way through a sequence. Um, I think the animation is pretty good. I, I also appreciate that, like, just from like a creative standpoint, like there are a bunch of people that just were like, we're just going to fucking go for it. Yes, it's just for like, sure. there's a, just a lot of weird people's dream journals just put into a game. It's <laughs> very strange. Uh, um, and I just have, I mean, at the end of the day, I and mean, especially with old video games, a lot of it's clouded by nostalgia. I just have nostalgia for the fact that it exists at right. all. So I'll give it about a 1.5. Hey, okay. Wow. Well, there we go. Well, that, those were our takes. But hey, Heather. Maybe we're wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got some other some other reviews from other sources, and we're gonna we're gonna hit uh, hit some of these. Heather, uh, do you have one ready to go? Yeah, I do. Uh, here's my first. Maybe we're wrong. Uh, it's just a statement, and that is that this is one of three video games that was put on display at the Smithsonian: <laughs> Pac-Man, Pong, and Dragon's Lair. Now, uh, as a sort of um, postscript on that, mm-hmm. though. They did eventually put Dragon Slayer in a crate. (laughs) (laughs) It's right. It's it's a a giant room with the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) Um, uh, Here's one. I actually found this is more of a a curiosity than anything, but this is the earliest magazine review of the game. This is from Creative Computing Video and Arcade Games in 1983. Um, Although they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy back in November of 1982, Cinematronics was at the show in full strength. Ironically, Dragon's Lair, the most innovative game at the AOE, this is some trade show, comes from this financially troubled company. The folks at Cinematronics are promoting Dragon's Lair as a game that is light years ahead of its time. Utilizing the sophisticated technology of LaserDisc animation, Dragon's Lair is a major step forward for the industry. Dragon's Lair is the first LaserDisc video game to be implemented in the coin-op arcade halls. The graphics and storyline were designed by Starcom, but the machine is manufactured and marketed by Cinematronics. Uh, Skip ahead a little bit here, because here's this passage. The, tar- the cartoon graphics are well animated, so well that many viewers uh, speculated that the artwork was done by the masters of animation, Walt Disney Productions. Representatives of Cinematronics and Starcom would neither confirm nor deny this conjecture. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, say. It might be Disney. <laughs> uh, here's a, uh, a quote from Newsweek back in the day. Dragon Slayer is this summer's hottest new toy. The first arcade game in the United States with movie quality image to go along with the action. The game has been devouring kids' coins at top speed since it appeared in early July, said Robert Romano, 10, who waited all day in the crush at Castle Park without getting to play. You know what Robert Romano grew up to be? Ray Romano. (laughs) (laughs) Quote quote Robert Romano, it's the most awesome game I've ever seen in my life. Can you say that again as Brad Garrett? (laughs) No. You know, as a kid, the last five pages of Newsweek was like my internet. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> it, it is kind of interesting though. Like, may, like I didn't think about this. I guess I kind of said this in my in my review, but it was like, well, it did push the visuals forward. Like, yes. it did like yeah. set this new standard that like people started to shoot for. It is crazy to think this was sitting next to Qbert, right? right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like this, this um, uh, and like Virtue Fighter. Like I remember Fighter. Yeah. Virtue Fighter. I remember <laughs> Virtue Fighter. Even about the the knight who was trying. <laughs> but but I remember seeing I remember seeing Virtual Fighter and being like, what is this? Like 3D panning around, like that was mind blowing. The first time you were see seeing like like polygons uh, yeah, for graphics, yeah, yeah it, it did look very crazy. Um, uh, this, by the way, was marketed as the first 3D game, which is compl- so inaccurate, <laughs> yeah, absolutely wrong, <laughs> such a lie. Uh, do you have any more, Heather? Uh, I I do want to share an anecdote that sure. I got off of a forum that I, I think uh, I think it just is sort of charming and in a way. Uh, Ha, this is from um, the same uh, Dragon Slayer forum that I uh, trolled over the not trolled like trolling, mm-hmm. but right, like yeah. trolling like trolling like a fish. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? I always thought it was troll. Tro- no, you, tro- you say troll. Well, I think that originally trolling was you were trolling for f- comments, like oh, you were I trying to it. troll for right. comments, and then it became I'm a troll. Got it. I think that's the etymology. Like you're of trolling. lurking to watch what's going yeah, on. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, mm. so um, posing ha- riddles all the. So this <laughs> comes from uh from uh Mike Ryan. Uh, in 2006. Hi, I'm new to this site, so I figured I would share a story about my Dragon Slayer 2 arcade game with you. I bought this game. Oh, there's a lot of misspellings, and I'm not going to make fun of the guy by by reading how... Anyway. Yes. Uh, I bought this game about a year ago, and it was shipped to me. Anyway, I received a call from the shippers that the game was arriving the next day. I canceled all work, postponed all jobs so I could be home for the arrival of Dragon Slayer 2. I finished my basement to my house and my collection, so I have Dragon Slayer and Space Ace already waiting downstairs. It's the big day, and the movers arrive, and they ask, where's the game going? I reply, let me show you. So I take them to the outside entrance. He asks, will it fit? Yeah, no problem. I already got two down there already. Well, we take the game down on a dolly, and we get to the bottom of the stairs, and it doesn't fit. Dragon Slayer 2 is wider. (laughs) Not to worry. I'll take the door off. It still won't fit. I told the mover to leave it and I'll figure it out. But the dolly was stuck under the game, wedged between the game and the bottom steps. So the only way it was coming out was going to be through the door. I look up and clouds are rolling in, but nothing (laughs) will spoil this day. So I take out my crowbar and some power tools and the door, it's jam with a little bit of the wall all comes down. This guy, Tim Allen. My <laughs> May you say power tools? That guy grew up to be Tim Allen. My, my wife comes home, and there I am in my basement playing Dragon's Lair 2 with a smile and no door whatsoever on the house. <laughs> Needles to say. <laughs> I spent the rest of the day at Home Depot fixing my door. I think that's nice. Yeah, it Very worked good. out for him. Yeah. What a patient spouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Needles to say. <laughs> um, uh, uh, hey. It's time to answer your queries. It's the question block. Uh, Abodaka, hit us up with some questions. All right. This first question comes from at uh, Bodesawa. That's on Twitter there. How much money would you estimate it takes to beat Dragon's Lair, assuming a cost of 50 cents a play? So like in an arcade. 50 Mm. cents unless you suck. (laughs) (laughs) I legit feel like I would spend, I spent $40. Whoa. It's like, 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 you die a lot and you die very early on in these rooms. And I think especially with the arcade convention of your, your jumping to different ones, it's like, it's so disorienting. Yeah. Absolute challenge. Yeah, I died over, I'd say over a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, there's no way in hell. There, I, my, I could live my whole life playing this game forever. The arcade version, I would, yeah, I just would be incapable of learning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also infinity for me. <laughs> infinity dollars. Okay. Okay. Uh, this next one is from at uh, Gehenna. Uh, is this technically a game or a frustrating movie? Because mm. it was a, I mean, it was an animated series. Yes. Uh, but. I mean, there there is so little game, but also so little movie within the game. Right. It's almost neither. It 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 is a game. Like, yeah. You definitely. It's definitely. It's a bad bad game, but it is a game. 
Well, right. I think. I, I think it's argue. more of a game than, and I, I I bring this game up a lot on this podcast because it's like a like a, a thorn in my side. It's more of a game than Journey because you there are fail states. Like, I don't think you can have a game unless you can lose. Mm-hmm. Right. Both of these, the Journey and Dragon's Lair, like, you have to press buttons in certain directions right. in order to forward the story. Mm-hmm. But at least in Dragon's Lair, you can die. Journey is this millennial participation trophy game. <laughs> Dragon's Lair is what Gen X had to endure. We got tough. The truth is, I think I know some of those Journey developers, and yeah. they're great guys. Oh, yeah. It's a great game, but it's not a game. Progress hey, and Don, consequence. Guys, <laughs> Don Bluth is my dad. Huh? <laughs> oh, fuck. Arnie Bluth. That's right. No, it's I, my horny dad. <laughs> I, I agree with Heather. They're like, that's an experience. Right. Like, it's a cool interactive experience. And the game should have, like, multiple endings and ways to, like, not succeed. Yeah. Sure. Bandersnatch is more of a game than Journey because you can lose Bandersnatch, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's also not a game. Yeah, Bandersnatch is, on the brain. Because this is Bandersnatch. <laughs> this game is like Bandersnatch at like five times speed. <laughs> uh, Matt, you got one more question? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, here it, here it comes. You, you can take a second to find one. Matt, I got to ask. Yeah. When, when you pulled up something on the screen here, it yeah. said uh, Dragon Slayer Family Guy. What was that? Oh, okay. Well, I do have a clip of uh, a Family Guy that I could play right now in in lieu of a question. I will have to flip my screen. We don't need to. I was just curious if that was... Uh... I'll show you what it is if this is the hell you would like to live. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, uh-oh. Do they say something about Dragon's Lair and then oh, pan yeah. over to the right? Yeah, mm. wait till you see it, man. <laughs> what a task. I'm the one who almost conquered the Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. So you see, he made a reference to Dragon's Lair, and then he mm. did Dragon's Lair with mm. not a joke. In there sight. was no take. There was yeah. no joke. Yeah, I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was that thing I know. I didn't get to see it again. Uh, so I, I guess my my last question here is from at Mr. Michael Lopez. That's a very formal Twitter handle. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, his question is, why were we all bamboozled by the terrible gameplay of Time Traveler just because it was in a fancy cabinet? And uh, there were a lot of questions about the Time Traveler uh, gaming cabinet. Do you guys hologram. remember? Yeah, Time Traveler was, uh, it, it, like, the cabinet was, it was like a tabletop, and then there was a, there were holographic uh, 3D representations of the characters. It, like, looked awesome. And was then, it called, like, the Holoseum or something like that? Ooh. It might have been. I wonder if I can bring up any I images I like that's weirdly close to there a portmanteau of Holocaust. Oh. Oh right. I yes. do not remember this. Wow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I used to play that at Pizza Hut. <laughs> That's so incredible. It, it was it wasn't I'm, I'm misremembering it. It's not like a, a, a an actual tabletop like Star Wars chess. It is kind of like a a, a more of a, an isometric view. It's, but yeah, you, you get yeah. you're getting these three characters. It looks awesome. It like looks really technologically impressive, but it, it's even I think the gameplay is even more limited than Dragon's Lair. It looks uh. like someone converted an MRI machine into a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's also, too, like, there are some things in this game in Time Traveler that are wildly problematic. Yeah. Like, there's a sequence, because you're like a cowboy, and there's a sequence yeah. where you go back, and a, and a very stereotypical uh, Arab is attacking you with a sword, with a big curved sword, a scimitar, mm-hmm. and then you somehow dodge, you dodge his, uh, you dodge him, and then he turns into a sexy lady. It's just like, so like, oh, man, every element of this as, is not as well. I will say, as a Palestinian, that is true to our people. <laughs> <laughs> My Dad wore a very sexy garb. My mom had a uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the podcast is uh, "Hello from the Magic Tavern." Uh, tell us all about it. Oh, it's a completely improvised uh, comedy fantasy podcast. Uh, the premise is that I play myself, a dude from Chicago, and I fell into a magical land. And instead of going off and having adventures, I take this opportunity to finally start a podcast. And so we, you know, along with uh, you know, Adel plays a talking badger, and uh, Matt plays a pompous wizard, and we. We just bring in improvisers to play assorted fantasy characters and we interview them about their lives. And then with the added challenge that every dumb thing anyone says in every episode is canon in that world for the rest of the show. So, <laughs> yeah. And season three is uh, July 22nd. Yeah. Season three starts t- July 22nd. Right. Uh, you can binge the whole back catalog if you want, but also just like jump in then. It's a great place to start if you don't want to r- listen to a bunch of back episodes. 
Right. Uh, yeah. And it's, you guys are, you guys are super duper funny and it's, and it's, it's your, your description. I mean, hopefully people uh, who don't, people listening to this episode are coming here because they listen to your guys' podcast, but if they haven't, if they haven't heard your show, it's, it's very, it's accessible and it's super funny. So check it out. Yeah. Um, Like reading about it because I don't listen to podcasts, but now I'm starting because it, I was like, oh, this one, I'll do this one. (laughs) (laughs) The the gift and curse of our premise is that some people are just like, this one is for me. Right. Other people that would really love it are like, oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And you don't have to like DD to like our show. Like, right. It's, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt Apodaca, hit us with next week's game. Uh, next week's game is the Nintendo Switch title, Vroom in the Night Sky. You play a magical girl who flies a magic moped. Sounds good. No, it doesn't. Hey, Nick, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you want to continue? Nine, eight, seven, <laughs> six. Five, four, three, two, toasty. <laughs> 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 <laughs>